Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, thank you for being with me today. One day, a phrase from The Wizard of Oz just popped into my mind, and it was the phrase, there's no place like home. And my thought was, wouldn't it be nice if it was as easy as Dorothy and The Wizard of Oz just to click our heels three times and everything would go back to the way it was and be good again? And immediately, I realized it really wasn't that easy for Dorothy. Before that could happen, she went on a difficult journey. She had to fight the Wicked Witch and was attacked by flying monkeys. She had to boldly defend her friends who were under attack. And then after all that, Dorothy was hugely disappointed to find out the wizard, whom she thought would have all the answers and help her get back home, was just a man behind the curtain. But it was that journey that made her realize she had what she needed all along. We are all on an extremely difficult journey, and many of us struggle with wanting answers. We want to know, if God is so good, why does he allow so much suffering and evil in this world? But maybe that isn't what we really need, the answers to all these difficult questions, you know, the things that are so confusing in this world. Maybe we don't need to fight God for the answers as much as we need to fight with everything in us to hold on to the goodness of God in the middle of all these painful, unanswered questions. Maybe our focus is not supposed to be on demanding God to give his explanations for our suffering, but to create communities around that suffering, helping us to absorb it and be transformed by it to learn about grace and true love in a way that wasn't possible before. I was listening to a podcast just before recording this one, and I heard Philip Yancey, who writes a lot on suffering and you know God in the midst of suffering, And something he said is that it's pretty amazing that God is not only with us in the suffering, but in the Bible, he even gives us words to go to him being angry, go to him being confused in our suffering. He even gives us the words to do that. Maybe as we wrestle with God, we need to be like Jacob and tell him, I won't let you go until you bless me, realizing that we just may be on the edge of a greater blessing than we knew was even possible to have, if not in this lifetime, in the next, when we are reunited with our children again. Maybe, just maybe, God did not do this to us, but in his incredible mercy, he's taking what the enemy meant for evil to destroy us and is turning it into something for us that can cause us to see with new eyes like Dorothy had when she returned to reality from the dreamed-up land of Oz. Too often, I think we have a fairy godmother view of God, and we get mad when he doesn't wave his wand and make all the bad things go away in this world. In The Wizard of Oz, Glinda could have told Dorothy at the very beginning how to get back home, but she didn't. Dorothy had to go through a difficult and scary journey first. At the end of her journey, before telling her how to get home, Glinda asked Dorothy what she had learned on that journey. When our child dies, Many Christians start to have doubts about God. 
Just because God does not remove all the evil attacks on our lives does not mean he is not involved or he doesn't care. God is not just sitting back watching our lives unfold like a movie in front of him. He is actively involved as everything in our lives unfolds. And because he is, there are good things that can come from the tragedy of the death of our child while we are on our journey. And I know for some of you, that seems absolutely impossible to happen. And I believed that too at one point. But if we only have our eyes focused on the tragedy we can easily miss some of those things. There is a book I read shortly after Becca died called Conquering the Game of Control, and I forget the name of the author. God showed him that there are three forms of control, domination, manipulation, and intimidation, and they can be likened to the game of rock, paper, scissors. Domination is the rock in the game. It dominates scissors. Scissors corresponds to intimidation, shredding the paper with ease but being crushed by the force of the rock. And then paper represents manipulation. It's vulnerable to scissors, but it has the ability to cover the rock. Isn't that fascinating? It was really fascinating to me. And I remembered his name is Craig Green, the author of this book. And the thing is, just like rock, paper, scissors, you might win a round, but there's no winner of the game itself. Satan is a master at all three of these, and he used them in the garden on Eve. Getting someone to do what you want them to do is controlling them, whether it's through domination, like bullying them, whether it's through intimidating them, or whether it's manipulating them. And it's at work everywhere we turn, including our churches. And the source of it is Satan, which makes it, well, it makes it evil. I recently heard the statement that God is not in control. Think about it. If control is done through manipulating, intimidating, or just plain bullying and dominating, then it's true. God does not control anything or anyone. However, he is in charge. He's not going to force what he wants on anyone, but he will take what the enemy manipulates or intimidates or forces through domination, and he'll take charge of it, making sure there is a way through it with peace and comfort and hope and love and even joy can be found. Think about what it means when we say someone has it all under control. Doesn't that mean that they will do what it takes to get the desired outcome? including forcing their hand on those around them, or maybe intimidating others to ship up or get shipped out, or maybe to manipulate people and circumstances to get what is needed in this situation. They have it all under control. So let me say it again. Maybe it's true. God is not in control. He is in charge, but he does not control us or the world around us. That's an interesting thought, isn't it? As much as it hurts beyond what we can put into words to have our child gone from this earth, I want to remind you that this world is not our final home. I once heard it described that it's like we're on a path with our children, but we've had a child who's gone further down the road out of our sight. We know what that's like in the natural, right? But it's the same in the spiritual sense here with eternity. We're still on that same path together, they're just up further ahead, and we can't see them right now, but we will catch up to him or her. God made a way for our earthly deaths 
not to be a final separation from each other. Plus, he not only walks on this same path with us, he will also carry us when needed while offering his anointing and his promise of everything we need as we travel through this very deep, very dark valley. In other words, we need to see God as one who comes along beside us with deep sorrow and compassion, not as someone to blame who caused the death of our child. It is so much more helpful when we see God as the rescuer in our story rather than the villain and the cause of our pain by something he did or did not do. Yes, we know he could have stopped it from happening, but from our view and from our child's, we are still on the same path. Our son or our daughter is just ahead of us where we cannot see or be with them right now. Let me share with you some of the scene when the fairy godmother appeared telling Dorothy about the ruby red slippers on her feet. Fairy godmother said, you've always had the power to go back to Kansas. Dorothy, I have? Scarecrow, then why didn't you tell her before? Fairy godmother's response, because she wouldn't have believed me. She had to learn it for herself. Wow, that is pretty powerful. There are so many of us on this journey ahead of you that can tell you these things, but you are on your own journey and you must get to the point where you can believe it for yourself. What you need, you've had all along because God himself lives inside you. It's a matter of getting to the point where you can be okay with what you don't know, realize you don't need those answers to have peace, and yes, even learn how to live a life again while being here on earth without your child. You can get there because you already have inside of you everything you need and you have others like me on the journey with you to walk with you and to help you get there. I'm going to end this part with 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by His divine power. If you have the book Reflections of Hope, some of this may have seemed a bit familiar because I grabbed some of it from an August entry. For those who may not be familiar with the book, it's called Reflections of Hope, a daily reading for bereaved parents. Each day has about a page, page and a half to read, which includes a reflection about what you just read and a scripture to help anchor it. It is a robust hardback book that you can use for the next few years on this difficult journey. Now, don't worry about if you can keep up with reading it every day. Whenever you need some extra hope or encouragement, just pick it up and read the entry for that day. Let me share what a couple of perievers have said about it. Don says, I read this book with my wife after the devastating loss of our oldest child. We find the book to be a valuable resource for finding hope and perspective as we begin each day. Another reader states, this is the perfect book to give me daily help on this painful journey. In reading each day, it's like she is talking to me. Everything I've read so far is exactly what I'm going through and feeling right now. Highly recommended. Now, you can find this book, Reflections of Hope, on Amazon or pretty much wherever books are sold. And I will put a link to it to find it on Amazon in the show notes. 
Unfortunately, right now, there are only six reviews on Amazon for this book, which is a bit disappointing since I know we've sold a lot of copies and I've gotten a lot of emails from you guys appreciating this book and letting me know how much it has helped you. So if you have the book Reflections of Hope, would you please help other perievers out by letting them know if you like the book and why you would recommend others getting it? I would really appreciate it. And to make it easy for you, I'll put a link in the show notes that will take you directly to where you can leave a review for this book, even if you didn't purchase the book on Amazon. I also want to let you know, I'll put a link to the book Conquering the Game of Control that I mentioned earlier in the show notes, and that will be an affiliate link. This book was an eye-opening, life-changing book for me personally. It's not where I heard the phrase that God is not in control, but he's in charge, but it's the whole rock, paper, scissors thing and how we all tend to play this game in some way and how no one really wins when we do. It gave me the desire to stop playing the game at all, especially when I realized how deeply it's rooted in the enemy and how it puts me on his playing field to be thrown around instead of on God's playing field. The winning team, right? So I just really encourage you, check out both of those books. Let's go ahead with our birthday segment. Cody Simmons was born on September 25th and is forever 25. Jacob Rhodes was born on September 28th and is forever 21. Shay Thomas Patno was born on September 29th and is forever 15. Stephanie Weber was born on September 29th and is forever 29. Jason Hoyle was born on September 29th and is forever 24. We celebrate the day these children came into the world. We know it will always be an important and special day. If you would like to have your child's birthday announced, the week of his or her birthday to the other listeners, I would love to be able to do that. Just go to gpshope.org slash birthdays. Fill out that form, submit it, and we will add your child to the birthday list the week of his or her birthday. Someday, we will catch up to our children on the path ahead of us. In the meantime, ask God to show you the meaning and purpose your life still has on this journey. Your life here has not ended. We all know that, right? We're very aware of that. But you need to know what God wants to do through this as something good in your life, not because he's in control and manipulating and intimidating or flexing his muscles in domination. He won't do any of those, but because he is in charge and he still has a good plan for your life. Just like Dorothy said, there's no place like home. Our kids may not be able to come here with us in home here, but someday we will be going home to them. And what a wonderful day that will be. And as you continue on your journey here, waiting for that day, remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.